WWE Stomping Grounds 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan to talk about this WWE pay-per-view. Just ended. Uh, lots of, well, a couple surprises. There was a title change tonight. Big surprise in the main event there, who that guest referee was. Matt, uh, what did you think of this pay-per-view overall? It was okay. I... I just during the Dolph and Kofi match, I was just sitting there thinking to myself, "This, I mean, let's just be honest." And you could feel it in the audience too a little bit. Um, it, it just felt like an opening match. Like yeah. I did not feel that match should be where it was placed on that card, and they had to put it in a steel cage to make it even remotely interesting. I hate saying that, but that's what happens when you have years and years of hurting guys. That what. 20 years later, you want to take a chance on them all of a sudden and make us believe that they're main event talents. They are main event talents, like as far as how good they are and what they should have been doing their whole careers. It's not on them, but it just goes to show you, you know, it felt very out of place. I like the other matches, honestly, the small, like the, the lesser, the lower card matches. I even like the cruiserweight championship match. I liked, um, a lot of a lot, a lot of things on this card. Even in the main event, there were some cool things with having Lacey in there. I thought was good. It was very obvious what was going to happen with Becky being involved, no question. But still, it was entertaining. It was a good predictability. Um, I like I like the card. I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I thought it was. I thought it was great until. Um, I thought I, th- I like Drew and Roman too. I thought it started off slow, but then by the end, I thought it was really good. And then I'm with you. Once that Kofi Dolph match started, I was just like, man, this just feels like a mid card match. And you know, we've been saying this for a while. If you want to make Kofi a top guy, you need to program him in a hot feud with a top level guy like a yeah. Randy Orton, mm-hmm. someone like that. That in a heated feud that Kofi eventually comes out on top of that can really establish him. But putting him with other guys that people see as mid-carders is not mm-hmm. helping his cause at all. And that's no disrespect to Dolph. That's just how he's been booked for all these years. Yep. So, yeah, this was a strong thumbs up uh, up until that match. And then that and most of the main event, most of the main event I thought sucked until, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end. I thought it, it got interesting again. Uh, but it was still, uh, you know, it was still a thumbs up. It wasn't a, yeah. a gigantic thumbs up, but it was a, it was still a thumbs up. I thought it was overall, it was still a good pay-per-view. Yeah. So we started off tonight, a uh, cruiserweight match, a triple threat for the cruiserweight title, Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. And it's finally Drew Gulak's turn to have yeah. the cruiserweight belt. What'd you think of that match, Matt? I liked it. I thought it was a good match. Really good match. Yeah, a long, long uh, way from Gulak doing the PowerPoint presentations and the gimmicks yeah. when he was on Raw. Mm. Which is a shame because, honestly, that was good character, though. He had yeah. a good character doing that, and I knew more about him. I, I had a reason to hate him. But uh, the real-life Drew Gulak I was happy for tonight. Yeah, it does feel like right now the Cruiserweight division is a lot of faceless guys. Yeah. You know, it's just – you know, bland characters with great action. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if you're just a quote unquote, just an in-ring fan, I mean, 205 Live is a show for you, but if right. you want excitement and characters and stories, uh, that's not where it's at. But I, I really enjoyed this match. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. Again, I like, I, I thought Drew Gulak was most entertaining when he was doing the PowerPoints, but it also wasn't a main event gimmick. It's not, uh, you know, it's not a championship kind of thing, but now he's just kind of another guy, but you know, uh, I, I still do like Drew Gulak a lot. I think he has a ton of potential, and I think he could be a character. Uh, we've already seen it before, so hopefully he can do something with this title. Because, you know, Tony Nese, he's great in the ring, but um, 
he just doesn't have those promo skills, you know, to help build that build that uh, brand up more. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like more at this point, more of the 205 live roster has held the cruiserweight championship than has not. It feels that way. Well, I mean, you got the the Singh brothers, the Lucha yeah, House sure. Party is still in there, and you know, single single stars, single stars. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. It, I don't know. Some a lot of the guys have left too, like Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy. So, um, TJP. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good way to start the show. I thought uh, as far as pre-show matches go, this was really solid. Good triple threat. Drew Gulak won, uh, hit the torture rack, neck breaker on Tozawa for the pin to win the title. So uh, Nice did not get pinned or submit for that. And then we opened the show. I thought this was surprising at the time, though it makes perfect sense with how the show ended with the Raw Women's title match, Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch. Becky retaining Lacey Evans coming out like uh, she just got done working a shift in the can-can on a riverboat casino. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this match, Matt? I think half our audience did not understand that reference, but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, I, I thought it was, again, they continue to downsell Becky Lynch. Um, it was exciting to see a championship match. It kicked the show off, but it was also, I used to say the same thing when AJ would kick it off when he was SmackDown champion. But I also have to say the same thing about Becky that I used to say about when they did this to AJ. How do you expect people to treat these people like champions, especially Becky Lynch, who was white hot at one point, um, kicking off, uh, no offense, a crap pay-per-view, a, a no-name yeah. pay-per-view, a brand-new pay-per-view nobody cares about or has heard about or is probably watching tonight. Do you know what I mean? Like I just didn't think that that was smart to do. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I think anytime something's opening match, you kind of let it be known. It's not the most important thing on the show, right? The most important thing is going to be at the end. Um, you know, Brock versus uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania that opened the show. And, you know, that definitely wasn't the least important thing on the show, but um, you know, you, you will from time to time have big matches opening the show, but yeah, I agree. I think Becky, you want to push her as a, you know, a top star or, you know, a top echelon uh, type of star you got to put her up higher, you know? Um, there, there's no way if Charlotte was champion, would they have done that? I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, again, the, Becky's cooled off quite a bit since mania. And actually since, I mean, even before that, because of these types of things. Yeah. Because of the booking again, uh, we say it all the time. Just think about how, what would you do with Steve Austin? Would you do that with them? No, mm. never. The rock would never open a pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Well, and I got to say, a lot of our fans are really smart because on Twitter, when this match opened, everyone, I saw probably a dozen tweets from our fans that said, Lacey's going to be the guest referee wow. in the closing match of the night and Becky will get involved. I mean, she's, she's still could have, well, I guess not because in, I understand why now this was obviously the opening match, but no offense. Was she selling? Did you see, did any of you guys see her selling at all? Who, uh, Lacey? Yeah. Uh, no, she not, pretended no. to sell when she's trying to count to three and then stop when you know what I mean. But that's what every heel, you know, uh, referee does on purpose. Mm. They something in their eye, they, they pull the shoulder muscle, whatever, before counting the other part per person free three rather. Um, but she didn't know selling. She did not sell the 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 disarmor. Yeah, what but do you she think? She was of... only in it for a second. Like she tapped out instantly. She tapped out instantly. She got, her, she got beat up though. Like yeah. Still yeah. something. I don't know. She looked like she just 
she couldn't be happier to be there. And it was a brand new segment for her and ta-da, and brand new show. Matt, <laughs> how many times you could probably count on uh, one hand, if not two, the amount of times you tapped out in a match. Uh, mm-hmm. But you wouldn't do that instantly, right? That just kills your credibility as a tough guy. Uh, yeah, you'd want to try to – you don't get to choose usually. Like, like I don't get to tell the booking committee, like, hey, guys, is it cool if I pass out? I think you look a mark <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> You know, but in, in to, to protect characters, you usually yeah. have them black out. That, that yeah. builds them up as being tough and things like that. Yeah, or try to fight out of it for a while, but can't, you can't, and then finally taps. Yeah, Count just five Mississippi before you start tapping. Yep. Yeah. You know. But uh, I thought this was a good match. I thought, really it, I thought it was Lacey's best match uh, on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I, I think Lacey's a star. I sure. think she's going to be holding gold sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I, I really liked it. I thought it was a good opener. I was pleasantly surprised with this match. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, tonight, of all the things accomplished, uh, Ricochet, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but I think Lacey Evans, this was her mm-hmm. star-making turn in the WWE uh, between this and refereeing that main yeah. event. Yeah. And I think uh, I was predicting this to Raj off the air. Maybe tomorrow night, maybe at Extreme Rules, we get a mixed tag match with Becky and Seth yeah, versus Lacey and Corbin. It's, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. And this is good for how much they put Corbin on the air. I think this could actually make Corbin better and then give Lacey a little mm-hmm. more context. Good. I mean, I um, want to see Corbin out of that spot, but they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have to do it now. Hopefully yeah. it's on Raw because I'd like to see Seth move on. I don't think this feud is doing him any favors either. It's the same thing with Dolph and Kofi. Yeah. Um, so after Becky Lynch won this match with the Disarmor that Lacey tapped out to instantly we got a vignette for ali which was kind of interesting i mean a little out of place we got that tonight but no firefly funhouse yeah well, yeah i mean that's usually you know just on tv yeah. they haven't done the firefly okay. funhouses on any other pay-per-views i'm okay with that yeah yeah uh paul Heyman made a little cameo backstage coming out of corbin's office and then we had Sami Zayn and kevin owens versus biggie and xavier woods uh, what did you think of this match, Matt? I like this actually. I thought I, I, I wanted to fast forward this so bad. <laughs> um, but no, this I'm glad I got to watch it. It was actually for me surprisingly better than I thought it would be because I, I, I don't mean any disrespect to like Biggie and Xavier. I'm good friends with Xavier and everything. I just I don't I'm not feeling them at the time. I don't know because I've gotten too much of them. I don't know what it is that disconnects me from them currently. Um but I'm huge fans of the other two, but and I was happy to see a W. Yeah, I mean, I think we've just seen the new day forever. Uh, you know, it'd be a, a breath of fresh air to see. I mean, we've talked about it forever. Biggie turning on Kofi. I mean, Biggie oh. versus Kofi is the you know what we're talking about a feud Dude, to take Kofi to the next level. That would do both guys, and it would really be good. Yeah, and I think that could give a spark to SmackDown. You know, SmackDown and Raw both doing record low ratings. They both need something interesting. I think Biggie and Kofi could be that. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was great. Actually, I it, right. it, like blew my expectations away. I thought it was uh, just action packed from start to finish. I was never bored. I thought this this match was really fun. I was surprised uh, they had Kevin and Sammy look so dominant and even win at the end. I mean, B- yeah. Big E got that hot tag, and I thought it was good. That was going to be the finish. Big E comes yep. in a wreck shop. Me too. Yeah, Me too. he's just kind of basically, he's basically still coming back from his 
Yeah. Yeah. Injury and building steam back. You know, so I, I thought the same damn thing. That's what made this. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Because of that, actually. Subverted expectations. Uh, I, I, if they're going to keep Kofi, uh, if they're going to put him in a hot one-on-one feud, I wouldn't mind uh, just being in the tag division going forward. I think KO and Sammy as a tag team, if they don't have anything better for them, works pretty well. Yeah, I just again when we're talking about Seth and um, Seth and Kofi having a lack of top challengers, you got mm. Big E out there and Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. All these guys would be way more interesting in those spots than than Dolphin and Baron Corbin. And you got AJ as well, who looks like he's going to be in the U.S. title feud, which, you know, that's that's going to be awesome as well. But just that world title mix, they need some real talent at the top to really help Kofi and Seth get to the next level. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens is one of those guys that I think, you know, should be up, up mm -hmm. a notch. But I am glad that they won this match. They've been losing a ton lately. So uh, it's good that they got the win here. They got to yeah. get DB. I don't know how they do it, dude. But if they took DB out of there and have him work Seth Rollins on Raw, I don't know how that happens. I just think that that would be good. Oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah, certainly uh, better than a lot of what we've seen lately. Uh, so speaking of biggies, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, Blue Chew. Guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Think back to when Limp Biscuit set the record for the fastest selling rock album of all time. Back when we were all about doing it for the nookie. And these days, well, you're not breaking stuff with anything on your body, that's for sure. The good news is now you can rearrange things and increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed, so listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know this is the stuff that works. The science, the engineering, the brain power that has worked to make your unit function in overdrive. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. No more having to set your schedule, take a pill, and hope for the best. No, with chewable, it works in minutes, guys. It's really, really incredible. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard the awkwardness of Raj Giri, his wow factor, his yep. You know what he was talking about, what he was agreeing to. Uh, we've all said ourselves, our partners, they agree. Blue Chew is the real deal. And it's for any guy, not just guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who needs that extra performance, who wants that extra function to enhance, well, the moment when it counts and where it counts. For instance, if you talk a good game, if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help with round two, three, four, and more. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, no in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, cheaper than a pharmacy, and discreet. Like Matt Morgan said, you're not getting a box that says boner pills. No. Comes in a nice, discreet brown package. Stylish little pouch. You can keep this laying around. You know, no one's going to question you or judge you. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. First shipment is free with the promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's promo code WINC at bluechew.com to try it for free. Bluechew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. If you want to be a freak in the bed, you know, if you've been uh, not so freaky lately and we want to get your freak on again, Blue Chew, we've all we've been talking about it forever. You hear it all over the place. It works. If you don't believe it, you can try it uh, with this with this promo code. And uh, it's, you know, it, it's worth it's worth a shot, especially uh, if you have uh, even if you haven't been experiencing any difficulties or uh, equipment failure. Um, you got a date night coming up. You want to uh, perform at the top of your abilities. Uh, try it out. 
Appreciate uh, Raj dropping a corn reference there. Um, and uh, I'm sure as people can predict, Blue Chew, if, if this Limp Biscuit podcast that people have been encouraging me on Twitter to actually do, if it happens, of course, Blue no. Chew is going to be a sponsor <laughs> of that. Uh, Matt, can I put you down for an episode? Talk about a Limp Biscuit song? Sure. <laughs> That's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, I'm going to get, uh, you know, uh, middle-aged Fred Durst, Justin Labar in on that. It'll be good times. Anyhow, back to stomping grounds tonight. United States title match, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. Now, Ricochet was on the pre-show here. Did you guys catch his interview on the pre-show? No. No. How did I miss that? With the uh, New Day? and when No. He was on the, I mean, not with the New Day. With uh, When he was on the panel with Booker. With Booker, yeah. Wearing glasses. Looking kind of different. He's looking suave. Yeah. No, he I thought looks it was like good. a star, dude. He looks like a star. He carries himself like a star. He has the look, the the athletic ability. Uh, the only area is his promos. I mean, he, I feel like he should study Jake Roberts. You know, someone that didn't need to yell in his promos. Someone who could just talk and and not be over animated and really uh, get his point across. And you know, someone like that. That would be okay. Here's the problem, though. What he does is exciting. So how the hell do you do all these awesome, exciting moves? The crowd is ecstatic. They're pumped in a different way than they're pumped for anybody else. Let's just be honest. There's a different reaction when that guy climbs the top rope oh, yeah. um, than anybody else, right? There's a different excitement in his athleticism. How the hell are you supposed to be doing all that and not pop up out of it ecstatic and pumped? He, he, he's got to figure out on how, on how to play around that when it's time for his promos. You mm -hmm. can't be like, Hey. <laughs> well, you know, guys. Me versus you. <sighs> What's that? You can't hear me. Well, I'm playing with your mind. I don't want you to hear me just yet. You can't do that. Like with this dude, this dude's football is going all over the place in 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, like he, it's almost like he should do an Ultimate Warrior promo. I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is because he don't want to do that either, right? I know. Right. But I don't know what it is, but he's got to. You're right. He's got to work. He's got to fix it. He's got to, he's got to think about it. And it will come because they believe in him. Yeah. And that's so important, you guys. When you have a company that backs you and believes in you and gives you chances, you get all your, your F-ups out of the way early. And then you start to play around with everything because you're so comfortable because you know you're not going to get fired. You know you're not going to start losing a bunch of matches all of a sudden and things like that when you start to feel the company back you. And that's when you start to get comfortable enough to figure out who the hell you are with that character. Yeah. I hope he's able to. He's great, though. He uh, he was just awesome tonight. Yeah, and I think. Oh yeah, and I mean, them putting the U.S. title on him, I think, is just confirmation that they're they're finally ready to give him that singles push now uh, after being in limbo for a little while. Yep. What do you think of his uh, the match itself against Samoa Joe, man? Outstanding. This is Joe Joe's best matchups are always versus. I mean, think about his best matches. Think about the size of the athlete: Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, CM Punk. Um, who am I forgetting? Um, other other smaller, super athletic guys on the indie scene in Ring of Honor. Uh, Chris Daniels, Kaz, all those guys in TNA. Jay Lethal, he has really top, I'd say, five-star matches all the time with these types of athletes um, and other athletes too. But Joe has a really good pace um, in being able to not make the match boring which a lot of us big guys end up doing sometimes versus these smaller athletic guys when it's time to get heat on them um it, joe's really good at that yeah you know no i thought the pacing of this was good tonight uh it wasn't just ricochet doing flippy shit the entire time 
I thought this match was awesome. I thought uh, Ricochet looked great. I thought Samoa Joe was great. Um, again, up until this point, man, I was like, this this pay per view is blowing away my expectations. Yeah, um, and yeah, then you I, jinxed it by tweeting that. I, I said talking about how good it was, and then right after that, it just went downhill. <laughs> that was it. Was pretty much the the point. It was after this match. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love the Ricochet winning the title. Um, I think uh, I think. Uh, if they go with AJ, they teased it. I think, I guess we're going to get to that in a second. Um, that, I mean, that could be a money feud. That's a main oh, event right there for me. I'd pay for that every, seven days a week. I would watch that match and I'd pay money for it. And if you turn AJ heel, join the club and have the club as a heel and Ricochet as the baby face, man, I, I think that, that is something. It is. It is uh, insurmountable odds for him to overcome. Yeah. Love it. Mm. What is going on with Finn Balor, though? The Gallows and Anderson are all these segments with AJ. And, like, Finn, nowhere to be seen. Nothing's going on. They just have nothing for him, and he's the yeah. Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they teased it backstage, Ricochet, while taking photos with the title, interrupted by Gallows and Anderson, and then AJ came in and said he's going to see him on Raw tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, I think this this will just solidify the Ricochet push. Yeah, so so Balor's been wrestling Nakamura at the house shows. Ooh. Rusev's been been home. Um, he he hasn't been around. So I bet those house show matches are really damn good. Yeah, I mean, I think that Prince Devitt versus uh, you know Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they'll do something with Nakamura again if Rusev's going to be gone for a while and 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 put him pull him up with Finn. I think that'd be a an exciting feud if if done right. I can't believe we have to say that though. I can't believe we have to say that. <laughs> like hey WWE, please, please make sure when you get a chance to use this guy named Nakamura. It's ridiculous. Well, Nakamura looks like he's had all the motivation knocked out of him too. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. he looks like he's just kind of he's like, all right, just are you you're gonna pay me? Are you gonna pay me this Saturday? Or you know, like <laughs> what he, do you do though? I know he's also being a heel. Or he, I don't know. Yeah, he resigned, right? Yeah. Uh, it's been three years. I, I believe Nakamura resigned. Yeah. Yeah. Let me double check yeah. that. But thought he did. But we yeah. covered it here. Are you guys covered it here? No, it's crazy. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of this match tonight? Heavy Machinery wrestling for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles okay. against Daniel Bryan and Rowan. I can't. I want to <laughs> like him. My friends are friends with uh, what's his name Otis, so he seems like a really cool kid. From what my friends say, here they, they all live locally here, and they all come through my gym. Um, so I want to be fan of a fan, but it's been hard, okay? But tonight, I was impressed. I, I was honestly impressed by his strength, Otis's strength. And he had a very uphill battle. For them to put him in a situation where they expected him to outpop Daniel Bryan mm. is insanity. And I felt horrible for him because that's piss poor booking. Why would you put him in that moment? Oh, it's sink or swim. No, 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 no. That's not what that was. You guys thought in your insane heads that he was going to outpop Daniel Bryan in that moment, that you're heel. Like, you guys know how this works. What the hell were you thinking? And in Washington. Don't put him in those, in those situations. He's good enough, and he's charismatic as hell. He, he is entertaining. The only thing I didn't like was heavy machinery. Why were they coming out doing this? The book on the crap. <laughs> it's their gimmick, man. I mean. Terrible for them. I felt horrible for them. Okay, but counterpoint though, we've talked about the the big oh, hey, guy really mid carters. Good, really yeah. quick, good match. Yeah, I dug it. I liked the big power spots by Otis. 
he's strong as a friggin' bull and athletic as hell. So, guy, what are we gonna say? Okay, guy? so we've talked about the big guy conundrum. They have all these big, uh, big uh, '80s looking mid card guys, right? At least heavy machinery. You remember who they are because they do the stupid shit, as opposed to the Viking Raiders with their face paint and their masks, or Killian Dane with his copious amounts of back hair. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, with heavy machinery, this at least makes them memorable. It does but i would argue if i took my pants off and became <laughs> matt morgan right in the middle of the ring i'd be memorable too i hope would you hey, whatever it takes to get over man <laughs> <laughs> what well, mrs morgan thank you yeah. um, I mean, if you no, go back in time that or the stutter come on, you pick? listen to me i'm talking glenn okay. it's like when we're driving <laughs> on the highway and there's a car accident and we stop yeah. and we look that doesn't mean that's a good thing glenn that doesn't mean you're like, hey, Matt, look, everyone's looking over here. They, they must be able to draw draw money over here. No, Glenn, that's a car accident we're looking at. Touche. Uh, you know, the, Bush, the Bushwhackers were memorable, but when you talk about the great teams of the 80s, they don't come up. Uh, that's it, true. You know, it's always the Road Warriors, the Rockers, Heart Foundation, Demolition. They, they do stick out. And again, I'm just going to say it's – I don't know. I don't know. I just – I was, but I don't want to crap on them because I finally enjoyed what they did, what they did, what they presented tonight. It's really good match. I thought this match was great. I thought Daniel Bryan. I I like that they didn't try to get Daniel Bryan to turn on this crowd because it wouldn't have worked. They were too into him. You know, he's he's near his hometown, Um, and so they just went with it. Daniel Bryan was great. The crowd was chanting. Were they chanting? I recycle or we recycle? Please recycle. Drive a Prius. Drive a Prius. Please (laughs) recycle. (laughs) This crowd was just cracking me up. Um, And I recycle and I do have a Prius. So I will say they did try to come with Otis at once, like a millisecond. And it got drowned out real quick. And the poor guy was like looking around, like, doing what you do when you start to want people to start chanting for you louder and louder and you start to act like it's getting to you and helping you get more energy. And then it got drowned out by uh, Daniel Bryan. Chance. <laughs> Felt bad for him. He did yeah. good though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This match was, I mean, this match was awesome. Daniel Bryan pinned uh, Tucker for the win. Mm-hmm. And, and that was uh, a good, it was a good dastardly heel pin. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the crowd for a minute, Raj. So what percentage of the people there tonight in that half-filled arena were given free tickets, do you think? I don't know about free tickets, but they were getting bargain tickets. I mean, it was two for $20 at one point. Um, I mean, they were giving all sorts of little um, promotions and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the attendance for the show was pretty bad. There's pictures of the curtain just blocking off the whole one side of the arena, um, the camera side. And then... You know, there were other areas blocked off. So um, poor attendance, but, you know, you're coming. I mean, this is a show with no name value. I don't know why they don't just name it Vengeance or one of the, you know, <laughs> Bad Blood or one of the old, you know, pay-per-view names they named in the past. At least there's some familiarity with it as opposed yeah. to a brand new name that sucks. It's like Great Balls of Fire. It doesn't, it, it's just, it's just begging to be crapped on from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine this was a pretty hot crowd, especially for such a poorly attended pay-per-view? Could you imagine if it had been a full arena with this crowd? I think uh great crowd. Yeah. yeah. No, I think tonight, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, guys- and you couldn't tell by the crowd's noise no. that it was a small crowd. Yeah, they were hot. Yes, they were for most of the show. They weren't. I think tonight solidified what we've been saying now for months. Most talented roster of wrestlers that they've ever had. Yes. Um, in ring action, best it's ever been. But oh my God, where are the storylines? Yeah, you know, 
and why I like these fans, they were they they were honest. Did you hear them saying this is stupid? <laughs> yeah, like, they're being honest, and and I thought they were spot like everything they chanted. I was like, I agree with everything they're doing right now. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they're like like I could have been one of those fans tonight. Yeah. And so, like, when Bailey came out for her match against Alexa Bliss, like, Bailey got a pretty decent pop, pretty good yeah. reaction. I think she was yeah. even a little surprised. It by was kind of like 50 50 between Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. And the match uh, with Nikki Cross there. So, Nikki was with Alexa. Nikki distracted the ref. That distracted Alexa a little bit. Then Bailey got the win on that ultimately. What did you think of the, the match itself, Matt? I, I'm not feeling the Alexa storyline with. Nikki, as we all already know. Yeah. Um, so I come into it very pessimistic to begin with. Um, but, and, you know, Bailey versus Alexa, very, very good, though, obviously. The match itself. I, th- I thought it was okay. I thought, um, I like the last few minutes of it. Uh, up until then, I, I thought it was just kind of there. Uh, this was the first match where I thought it, it was kind of... Started to decline. Yeah, it was starting to decline. But it wasn't bad. So it wasn't like it right. totally changed it around for me. But it, it just wasn't up to the standards of everything else that had been up to the oh, show well, up no, until that point. No, 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 it wasn't. Yeah. But they tried, and I and I thought the last couple minutes were very good. Yeah, it was, it was an all right match, but I don't think this was the strongest night for women's wrestling on a WWE pay-per-view, which is unfortunate. No, Becky uh, versus Lacey was good was good but i mean just with these two matches like with the tag titles weren't represented it just seems a little weird that we're back to doing two matches on a pay-per-view when they've had a higher percentage in the past yeah did we talk about that? okay let's what, what didn't we talk about uh, have we gotten to all the backstage segments yet so there were a couple uh we did talk about aj and ricochet uh, we talked about the ali vignette we saw the 24 7 title changing hands at drake maverick's wedding with our truth pinning him on friday uh what else happened backstage okay so with that drake maverick title change so that was legitimately at drake maverick's wedding it was so they did the uh they did the actual wedding and then after that was done they kept everyone there and then went back and filmed the you know the version that you saw on tv so yeah. um <laughs> i mean props to drake maverick for i'm sure maybe it might have been his he, idea he it was he was here in his bachelor party was like they lived these guys live in my town um and he wore that legit out with him on his bachelor's <laughs> <the night before laughs> wedding too yeah, Braun Strowman, EC3, those were really his groomsmen. Yes. Uh, we reported on this months ago about Braun Strowman and EC3. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, it was a it was it was a clever thing. I mean, every every title change uh, with the twenty four seven title is with the roll up. Uh, then there was that backstage segment after Ricochet won the title, and he was being congratulated with everyone, all baby faces. Oh, yeah, and then right. Charlotte Flair was in there, which was so random. Because she's been a heel. I mean, she's a heel. And, oh, that's right. Yeah, so it was so weird that Charlotte Flair was there. But, um, yeah, those were uh, – I think those were all the backstage segments up until this point. Yeah. Well, we got NXT, Triple H. That's what I got the, from that whole vibe, actually. Right, yeah, Triple H congratulating Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, then we had Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Oh, man. So the fans were not a fan of this match. Um, this is awful chance at the beginning. Uh, Roman getting probably a 60-40, maybe 70-30 response. Um, Shane came out as well and was there by the side of the ring. Rogers, you were saying like this match got better as it went on, um, ultimately with Roman Reigns winning. What I think is interesting, uh, I want to talk about this um, 
in addition to the match itself, was that commentary was saying that, oh, and with this Roman puts behind him, Shane and Drew and all of this, making it seem like this was sort of the end of that feud. And then immediately we got a backstage segment of uh, Shane talking about a two-on-one handicap match tomorrow night on Raw with Drew and Shane versus Roman. Um, so what did you think of the match itself, Matt, and the fact that these guys aren't quite done yet? I... I don't know what to make about them not being done yet. I thought the match was good, though. I don't know why people. This is one that I didn't agree with the crowd on. Yeah, it seemed like they really wanted to crap on this match from the beginning, and then they got into it. And, you know, like these guys worked hard, and it's like the crowd couldn't help but finally get into it. And by the end, they were they were totally in, and they were totally into Roman. Like Roman got a huge pop when he finally, you know, when he won. So I thought this match was, you know, like I said, from it started slow. Uh, and then it built and built, and, and by the end, it was really, really good. And I thought, again, up until this point, I thought this pay-per-view was a, a home run. Um, I thought Roman looked good. I thought Drew looked good. You know, uh, Matt, you were talking earlier about Samoa Joe working great with smaller guys, and I feel like that's the same with Roman and Brock and a lot of these other big, talented guys. When they're with a smaller guy like an AJ or a, mm-hmm. um, Daniel Bryan or someone like that, their matches are just off the charts. Mm-hmm. And when you put them against another big guy, it can be 50-50. It slows it down too. Right. And so Roman and Drew, like they had that at Mania where they just never clicked. But tonight I thought they did. And I thought they this did. was this was good. Yep. And that's why the characters need to mean even more than they've ever mean before. When you do have you can't have a big guy, little guy every single match. You right. know, obviously. So you're not gonna have the little guy creating movement, as Kevin Ash always used to say, um, to help pick up the paces of these matches. So it's even more important to have character development because we don't care about the moves per se. We care about who's doing them and who's mm-hmm. what and who's beating who at the time and who's going to be, you know, that kind of a thing. We got to care more. We got to care more about those characters. They really got to be more cognizant. That, and to his credit, Drew, I think, has a very defined character right now, in my opinion. It's pretty basic. To understand what his deal is, he is a psychopath. He's been morphing more and more and more into it with his facials, all his mannerisms, his in between the stuff he does with his move in between his moves. <clears throat> I think he gives us that. That's why I think that match picked up. Honestly, we know Roman's character. We already get that, but uh, we don't talk. I don't think people talk enough about um, uh, Drew and his character development. Yeah, and here's two things with, with that, with Drew. I, I feel like Shane should have lost at Super Showdown to Roman, mm-hmm. and and Drew should have beaten Roman tonight. To because I'm, they're definitely keeping this going. This doesn't end. And having Roman beat Drew twice in a row, it doesn't make sense to keep it going. But I'm sure they are. Um, and then the next thing is, I think one of the problems with Drew right now is that he's been positioned. Like Shane has been positioned as the main heel with that group, and Drew has been positioned as his lackey. And if you can reverse that, have Drew be the main heel and Shane kind of his, you know, his mouthpiece, his his lackey, I think then you could get Drew as a true like main event talent. Like people really start seeing him as a main event. But it, it, keeping him as Shane's lackey is not uh, it's not going to help him if you don't switch that soon. Yeah. I'm bummed they're doing that two-on-one match tomorrow night. I think for the development of Drew, they should have uh, given Heath Slater a match against Drew McIntyre and just had Drew come out and destroy him again. Uh, have him do something a little more interesting rather than just kind of keep him in Shane's shadow. I mean, guys, you guys understand, though, like he's not his lackey, though. He's his heater. There's a big difference between right. somebody's heater and their lackey. 
but very big difference. Right. But you know what I mean? Like he's the secondary in the group. I don't think that's the ultimate goal. That would make no sense. Why would WWE want to put stock in Shane McMahon versus because they do (laughs) because that's what they do with the McMahons. Um, It's not a long-term thing. There's no money in it. Why would they do that? Shane doesn't need to get wins. They're doing, you know, we've been, we've been saying that for, for a long time. There's I mean, no guess, way yeah. that they sit in that office, you guys, and go, hmm, how can we get Shane McMahon over to <laughs> like a real wrestler this week? You know what? Let's take the six foot seven, really good looking Jack kid, and let's just ruin his career right now and have him start being his B boy. Yeah. Look what they've done to The Miz. The Miz lost two pay per view matches to Shane. It gets beat down basically every other week by Shane. Miz, I would say, is so malleable, though. He's. The one I would argue that could get away with that somehow and still come back because he's <laughs> somehow. But he's one of the most prominent wrestlers. Like he changed to not beating anybody. I agree, and and he, yet he has. He's undefeated on pay per view this week, uh, this year, in, in singles matches. And the one match he lost <laughs> was that tag match with the Miz, and the Miz was the one that got pinned, and Shane beat the crap out of the Miz afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> But I agree. Like Drew should be the main guy, and Shane should just be building up Drew, not building himself up, not building up his program, but building up Drew. Well, let's see what they do. Let's see, like when the next singles match is here, and, and with 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 uh, what's his name, Roman, yeah, versus Shane again. Is it versus? It feels like it's going to be versus Shane, and he'll get his winning. It, you know, I would think so. I mean, he beat Drew twice, unless they do a handicap match tomorrow. And it is that, yeah, two on one. Yeah, they, they're doing the handicap match tomorrow, and if they just it ends up in a DQ and Shane and Drew just beat the hell out of Roman, and then that leads to a no DQ match at Extreme Rules or something, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So after the match, after Roman got the win on Drew, uh, they beat up Reigns. Shane came into the coast to coast. Um. Yeah, or did that wait? Did that happen during the match? Pardon me, before the win. That's right. Shane interfered, did the coast to coast. Then Roman got his win at the end. Um, yeah, just with Roman, I feel like I don't know. Roman versus Drew could be good, but you're right, Matt. I mean, it's like I, I don't know why they're trying to get Shane over, but clearly there's an agenda there. I think we should just all thank God they're not putting Shane against Kofi Kingston right now. Yeah, it's still. I, I actually, I would argue, is actually a step up for Kofi. Yeah, I actually agree. I think that's better for him than Dolph, as long as Shane doesn't win the title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it happening. I could see it happening too. Speaking of which, the steel cage title match for Vince the Vince McMahon is a former WWE champion, so you've already oh, had yeah. one one McMahon hold it. Mm-hmm. I mean. But to, to your point, Matt, like clearly they do see something in Shane. I could see Shane winning the title at SummerSlam or them doing something crazy mm-hmm. stupid like that. No, no, he's yeah. not. No, okay, I, I, I'm with you, Glenn. I, I can see him. They are in there talking about ways to build Shane McMahon with wins. No way are they having a conversation. <laughs> he won the best in the world tournament. <laughs> He's the best in the world. I'm telling you, though, the (laughs) meaning is not like, all right, guys, let's brainstorm. What ways we got to make Shane seem legit now, okay? (laughs) I just don't see them doing that. I could see them saying the the bigger picture storyline, whatever that something is. And then I can see when it comes to bringing Shane into things like, hey, you know what would be funny? Or, hey, do you know what would be cool? Or, hey, do you know what would add to this and give another layer of this storyline and really piss the people off? 
because you know, you know what I mean. Is they'll never see him beating Roman Reigns. I could maybe see that. I just don't see them making a meeting about how we, we build Shane, this 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 young up and comer Shane McMahon. But Matt, well, let me ask you this: uh, Who on SmackDown has gotten more screen time between Raw and SmackDown over the past? I'm like... not saying none of those things are happening. I'm saying there's no way in hell you have content. But they're trying to get him to the world title. No. Actually, now that uh, you think Goldberg... Shane McMahon's going to win the world title, I don't. But well, I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think that's where they're going. Um, I mean, now... if Kofi has it, yeah. it's, it's at its weakest to happen just for the record i will throw that out there i think it'd be weaker if Dolph had it well correct me if i'm wrong but now that kane is doing mayor stuff gold dust is gone undertaker wrestles sporadically shane is the most tenured member of the wwe roster does not matter he's actively wrestling wrestler it's a name athletic as hell but he is not a wrestler he is a huge name but he is not a wrestler no he sucks in the ring but he's the most pushed guy on on the shows so does he have any role in WWE creative? Roger is no. just a performer. Just a performer. So to your point, Matt, it's not like Shane's in there putting himself over. Someone no. is actively pitching this shit. No, I, I it, the only thing is, is I just don't think it's them saying they're centering things around him. I just don't think so. Yeah. Not when it comes to wins. It has to be. And if it does, it's them kissing his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can see maybe that. I can see that. I can see them thinking like. What do we do? We can't have Shane lose. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know everybody's scared for their jobs all the damn time there. So who the hell knows? Not yeah. anymore. Now, now you can't get fired from there. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, all these people wanting their releases and they get their contract oh, extended. Oh, and... know, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, wrestlers can't. Writers get fired every day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. Um. So Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston inside a steel cage. Is there anything to talk about in this match aside from the end? No. No, the they're not. Boring so, match. So um, boring. Just the crowd was dead. I mean, they want to like Kofi. You know, they it's the polite response, but they the WWE hasn't haven't given fans a reason. They haven't put him in a real feud. Uh, they haven't had him get, uh, you know, a hot heated feud. Like I said earlier, against a top he guy. Still needs a rub. He yeah. still needs that main event. Like like you said, Randy, you weren't earlier. Someone like that. That's all they got that he's got to go Bray Wyatt. Okay, somebody, you know. If you take back Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt shouldn't be losing yet. Yeah, Kofi can't go. Somebody on the level is what we're saying, you know. A caliber, somebody who is more over than Kofi, who is a former champion. Like Cena coming back to do something would be huge. Yeah, then that would make sense. Um, but yeah, it's tough right now. There's not a lot of guys they can put him with going forward. They so I've thought about that. They should yeah. have switched him to, I, I don't know. Get people over from raw onto that show. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird time right now. Uh, overall with the booking, but this match basically went on at different points. Didn't it seem to you guys like someone could just walk right out of there or they could have just easily gotten out of the cage. Like this wasn't intense. This didn't seem to use the cage very well, uh, but the ending of it was cool. Dolph had the door open, was trying to get out, and Kofi dove through the ropes over him. Kind of a messy dive, but it was a cool ending. Uh, he hit the ground first and retained his championship. Um, we'll see if this is the end. I hope so. Of, yeah. Uh, and Raj, I was pulling for you when they were on the ring. I thought for a moment Big E might turn, but nope. Nope. <laughs> 
Uh, so I guess they didn't announce that it's going to be Ricochet versus AJ Styles tomorrow night on Raw. They did? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Shoot. I don't know if I like that. They yeah, same here. Should have built that. Yeah, unless they do a hot match with no ending. To, But I always hate I'd, – I'd like a, a story to build with the story and end with the match as opposed to starting yes. with the match. Oh, guys, come on. Samoa Joe is going to interfere in that tomorrow night. That's not going to have a clean finish. No way in hell. Hmm. Either way. Either, yeah. Either way, you know, the genie in the bottle again. Yeah. Interesting if AJ's in that stage of his career where now that he's re-signed, they're going to use him to uh, build Ricochet further in this and solidify him. Uh, the title match tonight, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal title. The big reveal of the special guest referee, as many people guessed, it all makes sense now why they've been calling Seth Becky's boyfriend because Lacey Evans came out to be the referee. Um, this match was a lot of uh, hijinks and chicanery throughout before, uh, yeah, finally there was just no more denying it. Uh, John Cone came out, Becky got involved, Rollins retained. I thought this match was more entertaining than I thought it would be initially, Matt. It what was. did you think it, of it? It definitely was. It absolutely superseded my expectations, um, exceeded them. Um, because I thought, like, again, guys, like, we were, I thought we were going to be very bored by this. Um, and where they, what they did with Lacey was very believable. Like, mm -hmm. as far as for the false finishes go, I thought we're pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, better, again, better than what I thought it would be. Coolest. Uh, Part. Oh, I'm sorry, Rush. Go. Oh, I was gonna say I, I I did not like this match starting out, but I I did think it got bet you know better and better. It's, and you could tell they were building for Becky, and that build was done really well. It was. Um, and so yeah, by the end I thought, I mean overall I didn't I wouldn't call it a good match, but it was fun. Uh, and you know, built to the right spot with Becky coming in. My thing is I don't know. I feel like it takes something away by acknowledging Becky and Seth as a I, couple on screen. I don't know why I thought the same exact. I'm being serious about the same exact thing. Yeah, I just think when when you have wrestling, you know, couples and you acknowledge it on screen and they're googly eyed, it just makes them. I don't know. Take something away from them, makes them feel like less of a star. I don't know. It'd be like Macho Man and Liz. They were married in real life for all those years and did, never acknowledged it. Did you guys think they were going to kiss? I did. Yeah, at the end, when they're comfortable, two or three times there, we're sitting there staring at each other, like, are they going to kiss or not? I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be thinking that. Right. It could, could be worse. It could be like Edge and Lita and their celebration, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a weird angle, but it kind of makes sense now. And I think... I think it's... Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's good, though. And I think it's good for Baron. Yeah, great for Baron. I, I think it's great for Lacey. And honestly, I think it's good for Becky. It's Seth who is the one who loses out, in my opinion, the most out of all of this. Uh, yeah, I just think it takes away some of Becky's edge because she had that kind of loner thing going for a while. She um, spanked his ass tonight and held the rope open for him. Dude, hell no. She, I thought she still looked bad. <laughs> Seth looked weaker. I thought Seth looked weaker, yeah. Put him in a feud with Mike and Maria. He did you know? not budge out of her gimmick tonight. Look at her face. Look at her chin up in the air, all cocky. Like She didn't budge. Seth's the one who not only budged, but he melted. He wilted out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I have to say the finish to this match, I thought was incredible of Seth doing the flip to get out of end of days yeah. and then dope. going into the stomp. That was dope. That was really good. No. Yeah. I was, it was a cool finish. I thought the the last several minutes of this match were really strong. And I, I tweeted about this too. I, I was just thinking like how great Bobby Heenan would have been calling this match, just constantly like justifying Lacey Evans actions. Yeah. I just picture it. Yes. Uh, anyway, I don't know why. I don't know what made just remind me. Of, I think it was just how boring the commentary was well, during I, this. I was going to say the commentary sucked more than usual tonight. I'm trying to say that. I, maybe I've never noticed them saying it before. I know there's a lot of fans saying, starting to say that. I, I just that yeah. I just felt like you don't notice it a lot, or you, you just drown it out because it adds nothing. I saw people tweeting recommending uh, that you know you could turn on Spanish, Japanese, other audio choices, and even if you don't understand the language, the energy of their commentary is better. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too bad. I think Corey Graves is really talented. Really good usually, yeah. Yeah, they don't seem excited. R Renee Young, she just, just, I don't know. She she just says the most basic, you know, like, oh, that's not right. Oh, oh boy, he's a real, he's a real bastard. You know, I'm not saying bastard, <laughs> but you know, just stuff like that, where it's like anyone can say that. It doesn't add anything to uh, the commentary. Um, yeah, they need they need changes everywhere, and commentary is is definitely one of them. So Matt, this can make uh, Corbin's outfit make sense if he takes, you know, Lacey's inspiration. All he has to do is turn it white, start dressing like a Southern Colonel, you know, and it all works. Looks like, <laughs> like Colonel Sanders, basically. Uh, oh boy, don't put that out there. They'll freak WWE will hear that, and the poor guy wearing that crap. Next. Oh my gosh, I could almost see that, like oh. Robert Parker, the stuff he used to wear. <laughs> They've got the outfits from those KFC commercials. Um, I'm. Actually, here's something I don't say very often. I'm excited to see where they go with this tomorrow night. I, I kind of am for three of the four of them. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yes. I kind of have the feeling they're going to go where they've been going. I think we're going to see more of Seth and Baron. Uh, I hope to God Dolphin Kofi's done, but I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling they're going to do a gimmick match at the next pay-per-view. But AJ and Ricochet, definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Well, one thing that will be changing or has already changed that we'll now know about tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw is the WWE is getting rid of wrestling during commercial breaks during TV broadcasts. What's the story there, Rush? Yeah, so apparently Vince decided that in in sports you're not going to a commercial break while the game's happening. Uh, so the matches will either be shorter, uh, so they end, and then you go to a commercial or they do the ring entrance, and then when you're back, you know, after the ring, you know, after the commercial, then the match starts. Or they do more than two out of three falls, so you can do one fall during each commercial break. Okay, um, why now? Wait, wait, wait. So I know. You're watching sports today? <laughs> I know. It is. Uh, it is just strange. It's just one of those Vince things where he just gets this idea and it has to be done. I have a feeling. Um, look, they used to do this in the Attitude Era. They used to do this, you know, in the 80s where the matches would, you know. Um, no, they don't. You throw your guy. This is what you do. Hey, guys, 10 seconds to break. Uh, shoot the guy off. Give him a big boot. Cover one, two, kick out. How many? Three seconds to break. Take the guy. I should can him over the top rope. All right. That's what's going on during break. Now, unfortunately, because these guys go 100 miles an hour, they're still getting their shit in during the break. Right. 
No, but during, in the 80s, like on Superstars, the, the matches never went over a commercial break. And same as the, the Attitude Era, the matches were always short, so they never went through a commercial break. You didn't miss anything during commercial break. Right, right. Um, and so SmackDown, they have those picture-in-picture -picture commercials now. So apparently when they have the picture-in-picture -picture commercials, the, those matches would go through the break since you can see it anyway. Right. Um, but for now, all the others are, yeah, they're going to. Well, how would you feel if that was your match? Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that would suck if I'm on the match and the, there's a friggin' gastro, whatever, gastro, uh, whatever, oil commercial or whatever the hell it's called, you know, and my match is going on this screen <laughs> over here and I'm like, you know, busting my ass out there. Right. I think that's happened before where you, you'll see like rico Ricochet do something crazy and there's no like commentary and the commercial's on. Yeah. You know what? I have a funny feeling. This is going to be one of those things. You remember the, the third hour was going to be darker and edgier and they turned the, the lights down and, and that lasted like one week, I think, <laughs> I think, or two weeks, like two or three, three weeks max. And then they just yeah. dropped it. I have a feeling this will be dropped within a few weeks. They're going to see what a pain it is and it's going to be dropped. And uh, Lars Sullivan, what is his injury status? So, yeah, he apparently he had been uh, hurt going into that Monday's Raw. Was it last Monday or the Monday before? The Monday before. And uh, just hurt his knee uh, again. And he's out for a while, uh, uh, six to nine months. So uh, December, January. So basically WrestleMania season is when he'll be back. So uh, really bad timing for Lars. I mean, he... You know, they started pushing him. Then the little controversy with his past uh, uh, form, you know, posts came out. Uh, he got fined hundred thousand dollars, and then you know he's back, putting it behind him, and then this happened. So, um, a, a big setback. Uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, Raj, because I saw the story on Wrestling Inc. Is it true about Jacob Fatu is being pursued by WWE and AEW? Yeah, apparently, yeah, that apparently they have shown interest in him, and I'm he's, that he's good. He's real good. He's yeah, really I was just good. about to say that. Yeah, I mean, how how couldn't you? I mean, that that guy has size. He's agile. He can move. He's he's great. I would argue athletically, he's the best of them. I'm a mean serious guys. You show me his weakness, I don't see it. Oh, he's awesome. I saw him last week at uh, All Pro Wrestling in San Francisco. Uh, him versus this guy King Fatboy. And uh, for two big guys, they put on an incredibly athletic match. I thought Jacob looked like a huge star. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm live at the MLW tapings and he's, yeah, he's, he's got it. Yeah. No, I think he'd do uh, really, really well. Whoever he signs with. Uh, what else is going on, Raj? Anything else in the world of wrestling? Oh, one more thing. AEW, their TV show. It looks like it's going to be Wednesday nights. They uh, filed a trademark for uh, Wednesday night dynamite uh so more than like and they got to figure that out soon because you're doing weekly tv shows you got to start booking arenas you know just do your international tv deal they can't do their international tv deals until they figure out which night they're on here uh so tuesday and wednesday nights had always been the nights that they were leaning towards it looks like it's going to be wednesdays i personally think that's better uh you don't you're not getting preempted all the time with basketball on tuesdays you will later in the season but you know during the main season you won't and also, it, it kind of gives you a break. You, we always see SmackDown numbers lower on Tuesday after Raw, especially when it's the worst Raw is, uh, the worst SmackDown is. I don't know if that kind of would hold. People are just tired of wrestling on Tuesday. Tuesday, you get a little break. Wednesday, you're back on. Break on Thursday, and then Friday, you got SmackDown. 
What is your prediction for the size of venues they're going to run for TV tapings, Rush? What do you think they could sell on a Wednesday? I, I mean, that's a good question. I, I'd, I'd say four to 5,000 maybe to start and uh, see how that does. I mean, that's what Fighter Fest and uh, Fight for the Fallen, those are like 5,000 seat configurations that they're doing. Um, yeah, speaking of which, Fighter Fest less than a week away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a podcast. I'm not sure who's going to be on it yet uh, next week after, after the show on Saturday night. How can yeah. we watch it? It's free yeah. on fight. Our, uh, it'll be our live. Be our live. I'll do it. We'll do it. I want to watch it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the three of us, we're in. Raj, you in? Yeah. That's okay. it. There you go. I'm looking forward to this. That's yes. going to have Darby Allen uh, versus Kenny, right? Or uh, Cody, pardon me. Uh, here, let me let me run through yeah. the card real quick. Um, it is it, so John Moxley. Um, Versus Joey Janela, and that should yeah. be just insane. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Pentagon Junior, Phoenix, and Laredo Kid, and that match should be awesome. Cody versus Darby Allen, uh, Adam Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc, Yuka Sazaki versus Rio versus Nyla Rose, and then Christopher Daniels versus Sema. A hardcore match on the pre-show with Michael Nakazawa versus Jabaley. Jabaley, am I saying that right? Yeah, he's the CEO of. Uh, uh, of CEO of the, the fighting contest thing. He's right. one of their guys, not an yeah. actual wrestler. And then also on the pre-show it's SCU versus private party versus the best friend, the best, the best, best friends. friends. <laughs> the winner advances to all out for a shot at a first round buy in the AEW world tag team championship tournament. So um, yeah, it's going to be a busy week. And yeah. uh, someone on Wikipedia added this. I'm not seeing it confirmed anywhere else that uh, Kylie Ray is going to have a match. I'll have to, <laughs> Yeah, we we had posted that earlier today too. Um, there was some leaked advertising that had Kylie Ray versus uh, Leva uh, Bates, according to Wikipedia. Uh, okay, yeah, Leva Bates, but Which that has great. not been that has not been announced yet. I think that will be a really really good match. I'm glad they're doing more uh, women's stuff with their cards. Uh, cool. So we will all be here Saturday. Now tomorrow night we have Monday Night Raw. Matt, you've got some business travel, so you're going to be out uh, Monday and Tuesday, but we'll be back together Saturday night to cover AEW Fighter Fest. Looking forward to it. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take this home here? No, sir. Okay. Raj, what's coming up on the site? Um, gosh, I, I, I mean, I feel like there's a million things, but we have interviews with Conrad Thompson who talks about uh, why Chris Jericho missed out on his panel at StarCast. Uh, the Ric Flair roast, it's not going to be at StarCast 3. Uh, a, a lot more stuff. Um, Where is it going to be? Uh, that is undecided right now. Okay. So <laughs> Get to listen to the interview to find out. Yeah, well, hey, uh, 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 you want me to give it away right now? Yeah, I'm a sponsor of the goddamn roast. <laughs> I did that deal. I want to know where it's happening. Right. We already paid. We already gave them more money for that, man. Uh, 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 Jeff Cobb, we got an interview with him. Uh, so yeah, all sorts of stuff. D Dystro, the the handler of PCO. Uh, so all sorts of cool stuff coming up this week. There you have it. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw. Until then, take care, everybody, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.